Mental toughness is one of the skills and the traits that top salespeople have that just average salespeople don't. The good news for you is you can work on these skills and you can get them no matter where you are in life, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you're going. You can learn to be mentally tough and beat your competition just in the way that you think. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today is a good day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. And I figured I would do an episode on mental toughness. And I'm excited to do this episode because this is something that I've studied a significant amount in a lot of different industries, a lot of different places, and through a lot of different successful people. And it could be a titan of business. It could be a successful sports person. It could be a politician. And any of these people could be somebody that you don't like. But when you take a look at them and you model what they've done, they're mentally tough. So I put together quite a bit of information and a few different lists of ideas of things that I've seen and some places for attribution from things that I've learned from certain people. And when it comes down to it, problems, issues, emergencies, it's not a matter of if they happen, it's a matter of when they happen. And the real deal is most people don't prepare for it. The bigger your goals are, the bigger things that you want from life, the bigger challenges, the bigger learning curve you're going to have. And know that when you do have a problem, you're probably going to live through all the emotions in a day. What's really weird is when you look around in general, most people do everything they can to avoid adversity in life. People who are in sales, I look at salespeople and entrepreneurs as people who run towards problems. You know, the average person's like, I want to go to an office and I want to make $22 an hour. I want to go to an office and know that I'm going to make a set amount of money every single day. And I'm okay with that. Most people search and look for safety. And it takes a special person. And I mean this in the most graceful, significant, happiest, nicest way. It takes a special person to want to get up in the morning and say, you know, I have no idea how much money I'm going to make, and I'm okay with that. Or I'm going to take on this big giant risk that nobody else wants to do, and I'm okay with that. And then you go to to breakfast, you go out and you're around about during the day, and people ask what you do. I'm a salesperson. I could never do that job. And what they're saying is, I'm scared out of my mind to accept risk. I'm scared out of my mind that I might fail. You go around, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I could never do that. I got to worry about my investments and my retirement and my sick days and all the things. And what they're really saying is, I'm scared of risk. I'm scared of failing. So it takes a very special person to say, hey, uh, I know adversity is coming. It's sneaking up on me. It's it's hiding right around the corner. It's underneath the next manhole cover I'm going to walk by. It's in the car next to me while I'm driving. It's uh, the next report that's going to be put on my desk. Like, like, you're just 
You never know when it's going to pop up. You never know when you're going to have the struggle. And most people use the fog of emotions as an excuse. They're like, ah, you know what? Fear, scared, hurt, worried. Because, you know, the thing is, they'll have a story to tell. And this story is going to allow for them to make an excuse so they don't have to deal. And it's really interesting. Working with people and asking questions and interviewing them and figuring out where they are, there's a couple of common trends about people who are mentally tough. There's some things that happen consistently with what they do and how they act and the way that they look at things. And some of it comes down to this. I boiled it down to a couple of things. One, no, it's going to happen. It's coming. It's coming for you. It's chasing you. <laughs> Here, you, you, it's got the it's got the movie soundtrack the with the guy with the knife the read 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 it's coming for you it's it's just it's there and it never happens when it's convenient it always happens at the most inopportune time for whatever reason whenever you struggle in life it just seems like more people more problems more ideas pile on to you at that time like problems are a magnet for more problems. And this is one of the reasons why people avoid it so much is because they know that if I, if I have a problem right now, I know that there's going to be a million other things that happen to me. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to hide over here in the corner. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to do the bare minimum. And I'm going to hide away from what's going on. And part of that comes down because they know that they're going to get haters. They know that they're going to have people that are going to say the meanest things, the most horrible things, and tear you down. You know you're around winners when they, when they build you up. You know, the, the greatest friends that I have in my life are the people who are like, hey, I know you're struggling right now. Keep going. Hey, I'm very proud of you. Hey, I believe in you. And they do the coolest things. They know what it's like. They know what it is to be inside of that bubble and say, I've had to deal with these problems. I know you can do it. And one of the things that you could do is you can encourage other people. There's a couple of things that you need to know about being confident and having ideas and having abilities is you will bring in people that want to tear you down. The second that people hear what your goals, what your plans, what your ideas are, they they come with every industrial machine possible to try to wreck your dreams and wreck your beliefs. Because for them, you're an enemy. You're showing what is possible. You're showing what could be done. You're showing, hey, I had all these things coming against me and I was still able to make it. And then they look at their their life and how they don't have things that stack up like that. And they start saying, look, if this guy or this girl makes it, I'm just going to look bad. So it's going to be easier to tear them down. It's going to be easier for me to try to make them look bad, to get them caught in a lie, to cause issues. And the people that you think are your friends sometimes are the worst people to you. And sometimes the people that are worst to you aren't just your friends or your family members. Being mentally tough means having to put up with some definite issues that are huge problems. One way to think about this is to be emotionally neutral. And I have a whole episode on the How to Sell show about being emotionally neutral, and I'll put a link to it in the description. But to have a conversation with somebody and to remove some emotion from it, but not like total crazy robotic, like there's nothing there, but detach your emotions from it is one way to deal with some of the problems, to look at it like it's a math problem, to look like it's a puzzle, to look at it like it's a quiz, not to look at it like it's an event of the life. Part of it comes from what's the outcome that you want? What's the focus? What are you looking at? Is it money? Is it a trophy? And when I say trophy, is it a house? Is it a car? Is it a boat? Is it a vacation? Is it a watch? Is it a significant other? Is it paying off of a bill? 
Is it getting a degree? Everybody's got their own trophy, no matter what it is. My trophy for me, real deal, the one that I'm after, it's the house on the North Shore of Oahu, where I could wake up in the morning and go watch some big wave surfing and have, have fun with some people on the beach and then go to work in the afternoon. That's my big dream. That's the thing that I'm after, and that's the thing that's going to happen. And it's funny. I'll tell people this is what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to the North Shore of Oahu. Why would you do that? Horrible place to live. Like, you freaking kidding me? It's one of the best places in the world to live. Some of the best waves in the world on the Seven Mile Miracle. All the way from Sunset Beach all the way to Haleiwa. Best waves in the world. Why would you not want to live there? Oh, it's remote. Oh, you're so far away from things. Like, that's my dream isn't your dream. Your dream isn't my dream. You you may say, hey, I want to move to Las Vegas. Good for you. Um, hey, very cool. Hey, you know, I, I want to live in LA. Hey, fantastic. Good for you. You know, my my version of that is I like the North Shore of Oahu. Holly Eva is one of my favorite places on earth. They got good shave ice. You know, it's a lot of fun. Everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. And they got big wave surfing. So, like, that's it. Their thing is, is <laughs> I, I laugh at this. There's a lot of times where I'm dealing with people and something goes weird. And I'm like, well, at least this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And people were like, if this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to you, what's what's worse than this? Or if it's a very strange situation, I'll use a variation. I'm like, well, at least this isn't the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. And sometimes that'll get a good laugh out of people. And sometimes it's just a reminder for myself. Either it's the the weirdest thing or the strangest thing or the worst thing. I'm like, nope, this doesn't beat this incident. There's no way it beats this incident. I've been through way crazier, way weirder, way deeper, way more emotionally devastating things than this. I went through a really bad breakup, 2009-ish, really bad. And I was on a sales call and this guy says, what if I told you no? Would you walk away devastated with this objection? And I looked at him, I laughed and I said, hey man, let me tell you a story. In uh, 2009, you know, this happened with a relationship. So for you to say that you're going to reject me, I said, I look at the ceiling. That's where my, my worst level of rejection was. I said, for you to even reject me, we're not even at the floor level. There's nothing that you're going to do that's ever going to reject me and hurt my feelings. And the guy looked at me and he said, are you serious? And I said, yeah. I said, after the, the bad breakup that I went through, dude, you can't do anything to hurt me. I'll laugh about it. I'll go out in my car and just be like, hey, I did everything that I could. The guy ended up buying from me. But sometimes it's the, the perspective and the way that you look at a situation that allows you to deal with some adversity in life. One of the things you could do is focus on the strategies needed. You know, what is it going to take for thinking and planning? What I find amazing is some of the best minds when it comes to business, when it comes to sports, when it comes to sales, when it comes to politicians, they study strategy to find ways to get things done better. And sometimes strategy is questions. Sometimes strategy is stories. Sometimes strategy is looking at events. You know, a lot of people will say, read Sun Tzu, Art of War. I've read the book. I like it. You know, it's just a different way of thinking. It's a way of saying, hey, what's one way to get these things done? There's quite a few different books on strategy and the way to look at things and the way to work things out. And when you take the time to develop, hey, here is one thing that I'm looking at when it comes to strategy. If you read one book on strategy, you will be ahead of probably the next 500 people around you because most people are like, oh, that's a boring subject. I don't want anything to do with it. If you take the time and you put in the effort, you're going to find that it'll pay dividends because most people don't think this way. They're like, uh, I'm just going to go with a gut reaction. Really good people at business, sports, and politicians, 
They look at like decision-making too. So it's not just strategy, it's decision-making. There's a pretty cool business coach out there. His name's Alex Charf, and he's, he's based out of Austin, Texas. And he talks about noise being pressure that entrepreneurs, and I'm going to put in this group, salespeople deal with outside pressure. And most people don't know what it is because they have that nine to five job mentality. And you got to find ways to lower the pressure that's going on. And part of that comes from being willing to ask for help and know that you have support. The best people at whatever industry that you're in are going to say, hey, what can I do to help you? They're going to they're gonna look and say, hey, you know, I believe in you. Hey, keep going. And the very worst people in your industry are going to be the people that tear you down. I like to look at failure as a necessity. It's the only way that you're going to figure something out. Little kids learning how to walk, little babies learning how to walk. They don't go, gosh, darn it, failure. I'm not going to ever get back up. I'm done. It's over. They might cry. They might go through their emotional range, but they keep standing up and trying again. And failure is that thing. It's like, you know, I'm going to keep going. There's the famous story about Thomas Edison that had to take a look at changing the light bulb over 10,000 times. You have the story of uh, Colonel Sanders from Kentucky Fried Chicken that went to over 900 locations or 1,008, whatever the number is, to try to sell his recipe for chicken. And he just like, like, I just keep modifying the situation. I keep modifying what's going on. And sometimes that's the best way to look at it is like, I know that that way didn't work. Ooh, that pay, that way was painful. Uh, that way I struggled with. That way was not good. When you do this, knowing what your reason why is does help you remind you. There are times where when I jump on an airplane and I'm traveling, I'm like, I would rather not be on an airplane today. I'd rather not be flying today. I, I don't want to go to the snow. I don't want to go to this location. I'm like, what's my reason why? Well, that reason why is that house on the North Shore of Oahu. My reason why sometimes is like, you know, I, I would love to be on the North Shore, but I got to delay my gratification. I got to say no right now. I can't go hang out on the beach. I got to go do business. No, I can't come out and hang out with my friends. I got to delay my gratification. No, I can't make this purchase right now. I need to delay my gratification and realize that there is a big reason why for it. When I see people struggle, sometimes it's because they overestimate their capabilities and they don't know when they're out of limits. Then they're usually fearful that they're going to get made fun of, that something means going to be said to them, that there's going to be a problem, there's going to be a struggle because they're out of their limitation. And I see this a lot in the world of sales is in sales, we're taught to like you deflect and you act as if, as if you're supposed to be there, as if you got the skills. And sometimes that gets you in trouble. I've seen salespeople really struggle because they've sold things over their head and lost lots of money on deals because they were overconfident about what they do. You know, there's a point where you're like, I have knowledge up until this point and I'm done. I was recently asked to work on a project where, in essence, I was over my head. And I told the people, I said, look, this is not my specialty. I'll do this as a beta program. I'll do this as a test. But I want to let you know from the very beginning, this this isn't the thing that I excel at the most. I'm more than willing to jump in 100%. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. And they said, that's one of the reasons we want you is because you're willing to say, I'm in over my head because you're, if you're going to tell us that at the beginning, you're going to tell us everything that's going on. There is a saying and it's Farg U, F-A-R-G-U, F-A-R-G-U. And it stands for fear, anger, resentment, guilt, and uncertainty. 
fear, anger, resentment, guilt, and uncertainty. It's fargue. And when I'm struggling, I'm like, okay, what is going on in my life? Do I have fear? Nope. That's not it. Do I have anger? Yep. Why am I mad? And then I go down the path. Why am I mad? I'm mad for all these reasons. Okay. Now that I got that one out of the way, do I have resentment? Yeah, I might have a little bit of resentment. Here's all the reasons why. Do I have guilt? Nope. Do I have uncertainty? Yeah, I got some uncertainty right now. And it's one of the ways that you could take a look and say, what emotion am I in? If I'm in any of the far use, fear, anger, resentment, guilt, and uncertainty, those are all the things that have the capability of holding you back. So you have to surround yourself with winners. And I like to look at things like if the people around me are winning, I'm going to do everything I can to win myself. I'm going to push my limits. I'm going to find ways to do things better, stronger, faster, but do them the right way, to do them with integrity, to do them in a way that's ethical. Because that shortcut, you want to talk about mental toughness, if you make the shortcut, you're going to be put in some bad places. You got to remove the the bad people from your life, the problem people, whenever possible. Sometimes it's your significant other, sometimes it's your family, sometimes it's your friends. I look at some of the best people who are very good at what they do. And they they do whatever they can to remove bad players or bad people from their life. Sometimes they can't. They accept it. They deal with it and they move on. You may have to look for places to avoid, things to say no to, things to set limits with. And those conversations sometimes are tough for people. They don't want to have them. They don't want to say, hey, I got to set some expectations with you. Or, hey, I have to set some boundaries with you. Or, no, I'm not going to do it. One of the greatest tools that you have One of the absolute greatest tools that you have is your ability to tell somebody no. Hey, can you work on this project with me? Nope. Why not? Just can't do it. My grandma taught me this really cool saying, just can't do it. Wish I could. And you're going to be sitting in a meeting one of these days and someone's going to be like, hey, I need you to do this task. Sorry. Wish I could. Just can't. And it shuts people down. (laughs) If it's your boss, if it's an executive, sometimes you don't get away with this. But there are people who come to you and they want to pawn off their work on you. Hey, I need you to do this work for me. Okay. Uh, Why? Because I don't want to do it. That's like the real deal. Uh, Sorry, wish I could. Just can't. If you take a look at what the marketer's mindset is, this is a pretty cool way to look at ideas, concepts, and things that you're going to do. And everything's a test. I'm working with a recipe. Like, all right, that test didn't work out. I know I got to do it another way. Marketing is all built upon testing and math. Sometimes you do something, it doesn't work. You make a modification, you make a modification, you make a modification, and it's a huge winner. The moment that I looked at everything that I'm doing in my life and the changes that I make, sometimes I'm like, oh, wrong, wrong recipe, wrong change. Let's try this again. Let's go back to the drawing board. There's things that I struggle with in my life. There's things that I still have problems with. But when I take a look from the marketer's mindset and say, hey, it's just a test, it helps calm me down. Having the belief of one failure isn't the failure is one way to help you out. Just because you failed at one thing, one time, two times, three times, doesn't mean that you are a failure. I'll have people call me up and say, hey, Scott, I'm really struggling right now. I had the worst quarter ever. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened, right? We could find a way to get it fixed. Just because you failed a little bit doesn't mean you're going to fail a lot. A, a bad a bad week in sales doesn't make a bad month. A bad month in sales doesn't make a bad quarter. It does if you're looking for an excuse. You could walk yourself right into a sales slump just by finding every excuse in the book. 
If I had to put a motto to mental toughness, it would be what the Marines say. And that is to improvise, adapt, and overcome. There's going to be challenges that you can't plan for. There's going to be problems that you're not ready for. There's going to be issues that you woke up in the morning and by the end of the day, they arise. Sometimes it really just comes down to improvise, adapt, and overcome. If you have the ability to be mentally tough, it makes it a whole lot easier. I'm not going to say it makes it easier all the way, but it does give you the ability to work through the struggles. It may seem weird, but one of the greatest things that you can do to help build mental toughness is celebrate the wins of the people around you. And for whatever reason, sales is very macho. Sales is very like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm worried that people are going to make fun of me. That's not how people act. That's like You can come up with all the different excuses that you want, but you're going to find at some point you need to have those friends. You need to have those relationships. You need to have those people around you for the times when you are struggling. And those are going to be the people that you help build up. I put a quick list together for you of things that you can do to be mentally tough. And one of them is to know it's coming. It's coming for you. You could prepare for it or you can ignore it. Most people are going to ignore it. They're just going to hope it doesn't happen. On this list, you can meditate or pray. Whatever religious idea you have, whatever deity that you work towards or work with, why not move in that direction? I have looked at a lot of different things that meditation does for people. And it really does help in tense situations for people to remain calm, to be emotionally strong. You can exercise. People deal with stress differently when they exercise when they don't. It's one of those things that when you take a look at it, you're like, okay, I feel stressed out. I probably haven't exercised enough. This this one may surprise you, but laugh until you cry. When things are going wrong in my life, I will do everything I can to find stand-up comedy, to find things that are amazingly funny and laugh. You know, one of the things when I was younger is my dad and I, we used to watch Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. We used to watch Dumb and Dumber. Uh, We used to watch Major Pain. And these were all go-to movies on a Friday night. Like all three of them. I'm not saying one of them. I'm saying we used to watch all three of them. And sometimes just pulling one of those movies out or laughing like major pain. (laughs) Let me see a little finger, right? Just gets me laughing and and it'll get me in a good mood. Everybody's got their go-to thing. You can get some therapy. I, I interviewed Dr. Sean Davis for episode number 50. He talked about how he looks at people who go in for therapy as somebody who's very courageous. Get some sleep. Believe it or not, sometimes our emotions are influenced by the amount of sleep that we get or that we don't get. Eat well. What you put in your body is what you're going to get out of your body. Look for the silver lining. Hey, look, this isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This isn't the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. At least this doesn't happen to me. One element that I found for people when they're struggling is to say out loud what's bothering them, whether it's to themselves, whether it's to other people. And this is a strategy that I use. There's a there's a place by the river here in Sacramento that whenever I got a problem, There's nobody ever there. And even if they did hear me, I don't care. And I just say out loud what's bothering me. There's these problems that I have in my life. Here's what the problem is. Here's why I'm mad. Here's why I'm angry. Here's why I'm frustrated. Here's why I have uncertainty. And as soon as I get it off my chest, it's good to go. I had a friend recently reach out and we're on the phone. And this person was telling me about what was going on in their life and the uncertainty that they had and the issues that they were facing. When they started talking, I could hear the heaviness in their voice. And by the time that we got off the phone about an hour later, it was jovial, it was happy, and they thanked me. Pay attention to their inputs. Oh my goodness. What you read, what you watch, and what you listen to, 
You're, that's programming your brain. I do everything I can to stay away from traditional news sources, from negative people, from all the weirdness in life. Not because I'm scared of it, not because of any other thing of if that's the computer program that I'm putting into my brain, that's the output that I'm going to get. Last on the list is something I really want you to think about. Every day is another day to work on your skills, your talents, your capabilities, to hone them. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes everything goes bust. But your ability to stay mentally tough and keep your edge is your ability to close deals, especially when everybody else around you can't hold on to mental toughness. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.